All right, everybody, welcome back. This is episode three of the Players Impact podcast. Our guest today is Justin Forsett, former NFL running back and now founder of The Shower Pill. Justin, thanks for joining us today. Alex, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so I think to start, it would be great to learn more about uh, your playing background just briefly uh, for context and how you got into entrepreneurship and founded The Shower Pill. Um, so where did you play your college ball? Just talk about kind of your upbringing uh, through the sport, you know, any lessons learned, stuff like that. Sure. <clears throat> I can take you back first to where I grew up. I grew up in a small town in Florida with 3,000 people. It's called Mulberry, Florida, small country town, and uh, not a lot of people make it out to accomplish their, their dreams and goals and aspirations. You, normally, people leave high school and go into this phosphate mining industry. That's big there for us. And, um, you know, I had other plans and other dreams for my life than, you know, going into the phosphate industry and mining. And uh, one day I saw a guy named Barry Sanders playing on Sunday. He was a small guy like myself, but he was making explosive plays, watching him dip and dodge through defenses every Sunday, uh, making these incredible runs. And I wanted to do that. You know, uh, I started playing football when I was a seven. Seven year, uh, at seven years old, and I uh, played with the Mulberry Buccaneers. And uh, I was the smallest guy on the field, but I had a lot of heart and gave a lot of effort. And uh, I played all the way, you know, from seven all the way up. Um, I had a little bit of success early on, just being really good in my hometown. And then, you know, moving up to high school, had some success. But my family decided to move us to Dallas. Texas or Arlington, Texas, my junior year of high school, just for a better uh, situation for us and uh, for me to go to college. Uh, we moved out to Arlington, Texas, go to a private school out there called Arlington Grace Prep Academy. And I went there and still very small uh, amongst the other players. Uh, but again, a lot of heart, a lot of effort and uh, a lot of passion and wasn't highly recruited coming out. Uh, because of my size, people were saying I was too slow, uh, too small, and too short, too this, too that. Um, but I kept working, ended up uh, getting a scholarship offer from Notre Dame after my All-Star game in my senior year. I was excited I was going to Notre Dame. And then a week before signing day, they called me and told me they didn't need me anymore. It was just heartbreaking, crushing for me. Uh, I remember just crying my eyes out after hearing the news and just kind of you know, going down to my basement, crying and praying and trying to figure out what was going to be next. Ended up um, just dusting myself off and uh, giving some, get, had some peace about myself and just like, man, all I can do is excel at what I can control. Trust the guy had a plan for me and I continued to work. And UC Berkeley, out of nowhere, called around, I want to say May. So they were like in spring football and I still had nowhere to go. And they offered me a scholarship. Somebody had went down and got, and got injured. They saw my tape recently and offered me the scholarship. Spent four years there, played. My freshman year, uh, on a really good team led by Aaron Rodgers, me and Marshawn Lynch came in as freshmen together, roommates. Um, when we first entered Cal uh, together, he ended up being a sort of a big deal. And uh, he, we, we were a tandem at Cal for three years. Then he went on to get drafted by the Buffalo Bills. He left school early after his junior year. I stayed. I was the starting running back my senior year. 
one step closer to my dreams, broke some records at Cal, had some fun, won some games, and then uh, got into the draft, got drafted by the Seattle Seahawks, picked 233 in the 2008 draft, and kind of just bounced around a little bit. Uh, I was, you know, my career, I say, is an unstable blessing. It was unstable because I was kind of that journeyman. But, um, you know, I was blessed to still play nine years and do what I love to do, make a Pro Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and play there and have a big contract there and uh, retire on my own terms. So uh, that's kind of my path to, to football and being in the NFL. Yeah, so – it sounds like from the very beginning, um, you kind of have the underdog story and kind of the, the underdog <laughs> mentality. Um, what lessons did that really teach you? And let's kind of segue that into the shower pill. Mm-hmm. You know, did you think of the concept for the shower pill when you were still playing or where, where does the shower pill kind of fit into um, the story that you just, that you just told us? Yeah, no, I definitely had a chip on my shoulder, had the underdog mentality. I always had to fight for what I wanted. Nothing came easy. Everyone wanted to place me in a box on limitations. So I realized that one, I had to excel at what I can control. I realized that I had to build a good circle of people around me when times got tough. Uh, people that were, that I could trust, that I could be held accountable to. I could be transparent, that I can vent to. Uh, not yes men, but people that were going to tell me when to push and then when to pivot. Uh, in life, so I had to have a good circle around me that helped me get through get through all the ups and downs of my journey. And then I had to serve. I had to realize that there was something greater than myself that I was working towards, and you know, helping other people and leaving a lasting legacy that was gonna, you know, outlast my time here on earth. So those were some of the valuable lessons that I learned throughout my time. And uh, one of the great things that you know I believe was great um, was this whole notion of this company and being an entrepreneur, I wanted to not allow football to become my sole identity. It was what I did, but it wasn't who I was as a person. I saw great athletes that have segued out of sports and did tremendous. Um, And I saw some athletes that, you know, moved out of sports and, you know, they returned to poverty or broke, bankrupt, divorced, all these bad stats that they had out there. And I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be, uh, the former, I wanted to go out there and, and be like the guys like a LeBron James, like a Magic Johnson, like a Michael Johnson, a Michael Jordan. Um, these guys had, you know, used their sport uh, to propel them into the next chapter. And that's what I wanted to do. I came up with the idea of shower pill with uh, two of my uh, college teammates uh, at Berkeley. We were uh, always on the go. We were athletes that. Uh, that was very well doing very well in the books in school. Um, but our schedule was very dynamic. We're constantly doing things, whether it was training, physical therapy, lifting weights, running, and we're always sweating. And we couldn't take three or four showers a day. It was just impossible with our schedule. So we looked around, and there was no solution for those people that were like us that was on the go and had dynamic schedules and didn't always have time to uh, practice good hygiene throughout the day and um, freshen up or have that, that shower on the go. So we wanted to create it. We created the, the shower pill, which is a disposable washcloth, an antibacterial toilet to wipe down and remove sweat, dirt, and body odor. The, sh- the term shower pill came from the, the locker room, originally started in the NFL locker room, was passed down to us. Uh, long story short, uh, there's pills for everything, but no pills for a shower. 
So guys, uh, when they was uh, after practice and they couldn't get right into a shower, they had to skip out on a shower. They said, I took a shower pill, bro. Don't judge me. So that was where the, ter- the term came from. It was a joke. Um, but we actually wanted to turn that joke into a business because it was a real problem and a pain point, not only for uh, athletes, but regular people, whether it was a soccer mom, whether it was a flight attendant, whether it was a truck driver, these people had this, uh, this, this pain point where they needed hygiene on the go. And we wanted to create a solution for that. And that's what we did uh, with our hero product, the shower pill body wipe. So that's how, how we, it kind of got started. No, that it makes total sense. And it's, it's definitely a pain point that you're solving. Uh, so one of the interesting parts that I came across when, you know, doing the, the research before uh, this episode was you were actually on Shark Tank. Yes. Um, and uh, I would love to hear about that process. And I think uh, obviously a lot of people watch the show, especially people probably listening to this podcast. Uh, talk about uh, obviously the episode when it aired, um, kind of the result of, mm-hmm. of your episode and of your pitch. And then also talk about the application process. Uh, as well as, you know, other fundraising activities that you've done and then, you know, anything that you've learned uh, either through the Shark Tank pitch process or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, the Shark Tank uh, whole experience came about. It was an article written about me in Bleacher Report uh, after I retired, stayed, started uh, just talking about my business, talking about what I was into next uh, after sports, and it really kind of went viral picked up by different outlets, CNN being one of them. And, uh, a lot of different people reached out. Shark Tank was one of the people, uh, one of the uh, outlets that did reach out and wanted to know if I was interested in being on the show, went through the whole process, which was a long, grueling process, a lot of paperwork being filled out. And my team and I were very excited about the opportunity because, I mean, what other place can you do? Can you go and, you know, show your business to about, you know, four to seven million people at one time for for free? Um, so uh, it was great. It was a great opportunity for us. We studied and prepared for it um, uh, for a few months before we even uh, went and filmed the show. And we got onto the show. Things were going smooth. We were excited about it. We walk out. You hear the shark tape music going, dum, 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 and your camera's following your lights and action and the producers, directors all out there. And then you walk out and you see the sharks there and you're pitching. Things going well. And then we, we tell them, we tell the sharks about our story, the vision, the plan and all that. And then they ask us about the financials. And we literally, uh, which is Shark Tank 101 is always understand and know your numbers. And we dropped the ball on the numbers uh, on Shark Tank on national TV in front of millions of people. And it wasn't that we didn't know it, but it was the fact that we were prepared to uh, share it in a way where they can understand it. And uh, it was just an area of the business that we needed to grow in and understand more uh, that way we can communicate um you know, just our story and our financial story and the projections and the forecast and things like that, just from the from the nets and your balance sheets and um, all those different type of things that come with the P&Ls. And we need to show up in that business. That's one thing that <clears throat> these sharks doing their critiques of the business. They love the idea. We actually almost had Lloyd Grenier to uh, she loved the business, um, but they all said the same thing. Like you guys need some help. You guys need a mentor or advisor just that handles the finance part of the business, which was tough to hear because, you know, you know, you had a good product and you're right there getting funding and 
um, exposure on the on a national level and you dropped the ball and we took that as a point where we were going to learn from it and it was going to be something that refined us and not defined us as a company and uh, we got stronger uh, from that not only as a team we added some extra pieces we have um, you know a financial consultant that and a bookkeeper that full uh, that full-time work with the business and help us out uh, in that area in that aspect and it's really been helping us as we continue to fundraise and I'm flying over the country now meeting and pitching with different angel uh, uh, networks and uh, VC firms and it's really it's really been uh, an amazing journey uh, learning process and growing uh, process for me because it's 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 been something that's all new all new from you know my playing days you know I've been playing football for over 20 years of my life and now I'm I go from one extreme to from football to full-time entrepreneur and uh CEO of a company and I'm learning and growing so many different things meeting so many different people that want to help and support the business and see the vision and it's really been cool to see um but uh, the entrepreneur life, it's uh, it's <laughs> the term I like to say is sexy, but it's a lot of work. I'm more busy now than I ever was playing football um, by far. Uh, I wake up earlier. Uh, my days are longer. I go to sleep later. Um, but it's been cool to see uh, this baby uh, in Shower Pill grow and develop. And, you know, one thing that's from one joke that started into the locker room now uh, being sell- sold nationwide into every Target store. For sure. It sounds a lot like your playing career has a lot of parallels with your mm-hmm. career so far as an entrepreneur where you make some progress. It's, you know, one step forward, two steps back, and then you take three back, forward, four back, you know. Um, so you shared a little bit about some of the challenges, some of what you have going on. What's been the greatest success so far for you guys? Greatest success? Um, I would say landing this target deal for us. Um, it's obviously an amazing retailer. They're top of the chain. When you talk about quality, as far as uh distribution channel and brick and mortar retail, they're, they're awesome, uh, partners to work with. Um, this came about at the beginning of the year. I wrote out in my journal, keep a journal and write down just kind of goals and visions, uh, for the business. And I will do it here in a couple of days for 2019. Uh, but goals and visions for uh, the company and Target landing a big box retailer and Target being number one uh, was my goal. And it was something uh, that we we really wanted. So went after it. Uh, I met with them up in Minneapolis during the Super Bowl time. Uh, the NFLPA put together a business tour of the headquarters, which was in Minneapolis, where the Super Bowl was. And I met with some people and I went there and I just literally elevator pitched. I brought, snuck some of my product in, my backpack. And then after everything was done, all the presentations was done. Uh, I talked with some buyers and people in key key areas of Target that could get my product in. And I pitched them. We had follow-up calls and meetings. And, um, you know, we finally got in uh, we did a test run earlier in the year, and then now uh, we are not uh, officially in all 1,800 locations of Target uh, Target stores. So that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. That's definitely some next-level stuff. 
Um, so what's, what's, what's next for shower pill? You know, you lose to kind of the, the grind of, you know, looking for funding and, mm-hmm. um, you know, have you successfully raised any, um, are you actively fundraising? You know, you never know who's listening to this. Yeah. Um, so we'd love to kind of, uh, kind of hear what's going on right now in terms of, uh, the fundraising aspect. And then, uh, what, what is the outlook for 2019 besides just, uh, the, the target deal you just landed? Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely actively fundraising right now. We've been mostly bootstrapped uh, the the business up until this point with a little help from family and friends. Some other uh, athletes have been uh, supportive and in investing and being ambassadors for the company. Uh, guys like Steve Smith Senior, Ronnie Lott, um, some other pro athletes out there um, have uh, invested in the business. But now we're raising our seed round. And raising a million dollars, have uh, over four hundred thousand dollars of it raised already. So I'm continuing to raise and close this close this route here soon. And it's it's a, it's a competitive process, you know. Uh, each and every day, that it gets my competitive juices rolling. I can tell you that of being an athlete, where I'm going into every meeting trying to close a deal, and it's exciting to see that people are really, uh, you know, interested in what we're doing. Uh, they're getting behind it and they 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 can see the vision. Uh, they see the partners that we have on board. And I guess one of the other big wins that I even talk about is that we're able to get a, a strategic advisor on that's familiar in the CPG space. So Eric Ryan, who is the co-founder of Method and the CEO, CEO of Ollie's Vitamin, which has done well. It's Method was acquired uh, a while back and then Ollie is now... Uh, as uh, one of the big players in the vitamin vitamin sphere, uh, and it's really cool to have him on board and uh, have him introduce us to really cool people and open up our lines of distribution. Where we're we're now in talks with you know channels like Dick Sporting Goods and um, Academy, uh, Walmart, and things like. That. People are interested and people are calling us, which is pretty cool to see. And this part of the business. So we want to expand distribution uh, in 2019. We're definitely going to build out, build out our, uh, our, our company and our product line and target and, and crush that uh, by adding a few more SKUs, uh, not just the, just the body wipe. Um, so we got a lot of big things coming up in 2019. It's exciting to have, you know, great partners involved and really starting to have uh, some really athlete athletes uh behind us and supporting us and being ambassadors and actually having skin in the game and actually being part of meetings and helping us uh develop uh these new products and uh you know really have impact in the personal care and disrupt this personal care industry which is a 40 billion dollar industry so uh things are going well things are exciting but it's a lot of work to be done love it sounds like big moves coming uh for the new year do you have any advice for athletes who are still playing who have an interest in business whether it's you know they have an idea they want to pursue or you know they see shark tank and they see you know their teammates making investments do you have any advice for anyone who's actively playing on how they can start to take the the right steps uh you know maybe based on some mistakes that you made when you were still playing and trying to get involved like like anything you've learned that you can share with, uh, you know, any current athlete, whether they're, you know, minor league, major league, professional, um, you know, anything, anything you can share. Yeah, I, I would say one, um, this, 
and it's really life, your greatest resource is relationships. So start developing relationships with people that can really help you uh, maneuver into your next phase or your next chapter of your life, like things that you're interested in. Like if you're in Seattle, you're playing sports in Seattle. I mean, why not? You know, if you're interested in, you know, tech, you know, going over to, you know, Microsoft or figuring out, you know, who you can build relationships with at Amazon or if you're in Silicon Valley, I mean, going over to Andreessen Horowitz, if you're interested in, you know, getting into the investment world, investment world. Um, so, I mean, the the biggest advice that I've that I've gotten and uh, that I use is that, you know, build relationships um, and leverage the NFL shield or the whatever shield, whatever sport that you're playing. Leverage that because people want to work with you. People want to help you. People want to support you and they want to support you now. Not so much when you're you're done and retired. You know, you got to do your job now in creating those really genuine, authentic relationships so they can, you know, maybe pay dividends down the road. So that would be that would be my piece of advice to anyone that wants to start a business or when you get into the investment world, like surround yourself with people that can help you grow and uh, transition successfully into that next phase of life now. Absolutely. I think that that's invaluable advice. Um, so my last question, and this is the question that we, we've ended the first two episodes and plan on ending every episode is, uh, this is the Players Impact Podcast. And um, you know TPI is all about athletes coming together uh, to create impact through business. So what's the impact that you want to leave behind when it's all said and done? Man, um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur because um, as an athlete, as a person that, you know, is kind of in the limelight most of my life, um, you get a lot of people coming to you, uh, wanting things and pulling on you from left to right. And um, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person that just always gave people a fish. I wanted to teach them how to fish and being an entrepreneur allows me to create jobs within my community to those people that maybe not have opportunity to work for a startup or really be on the ground floor or something booming, or maybe the, you know, the next gate, the Gatorade of hygiene. And that's what, you know, I love about, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting my own business that, you know, I get a chance to leave an impact, not only in the personal care industry, which I'm in, but also in the lives of people within my community that, you know, really need these opportunities. And I want to be able to say at the end of the day that I've impacted lives in a positive way, way beyond uh, just putting, uh, you know, money into, you know, someone's pocket or uh, just creating, uh, you know, really cool products. Absolutely. I think that that's an amazing goal. Justin, thanks a lot for coming on. Enjoyed this conversation. You have a, a very inspiring and interesting story and um, really appreciate your time today. No problem. Thanks for having me, Alex. All right, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode of the Players Impact Podcast, please subscribe. Leave us a good review. Leave us five stars. We really appreciate it. Until next time, we'll see you on the next episode. Please subscribe. Leave us a good review.